Good morning. I have the privilege to introduce to you Brad Schrader today, who will be sharing about their ministry in Thailand, as well as to share the message with us. And so thank you so much for coming. And I'll let Brad tell you more about the work that him and Cassidy have done with Abundant Life Home and their journey in Thailand. But I just wanted to take this moment to pray for Brad and Cassidy and to bless them as they share with us. Dear Lord, we are in absolute awe of who you are. Thank you so much for leading us into worship today and the reminders of how great you are. Thank you, Father, that you have the desire for people all around our world to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And Lord Jesus, thank you that you made that sacrifice for us so that we can enter a relationship with you. And Holy Spirit, thank you that you are with us here today that you want to speak to us through Brad. I pray that you will bless Brad, guide him, and use him to encourage us and to exhort us in your ways. We pray for Brad and Cassidy and their family as they've made the transition back to North America, that you will bless them and guide them and equip them and grant them joy and peace. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much. Yeah, so it's just uh, just me this morning, but um, it's we are Brad and Cassidy, and then those are our kids, uh, Noah, Mika, and Finn. Uh, so we started a journey towards mission work in Thailand uh, about seven, eight years ago, something like that. Uh, did some training with, uh, M- at that point it was MB Mission, uh, today it's Multiply, but uh, did some training with them, did a kind of a shorter stint in Thailand to discern and then have been full-time in Thailand for about the past four years. Um, our intention was, uh, what we had said as we were training everything, um, was 10 years to life. We had, uh, our intention was to be there uh, much longer, uh, but circumstances changed and we found ourselves having to move back to Saskatchewan this past summer. So we've been back for a couple months now uh, have settled in the Osler uh, area that's close to uh, some of my family and job opportunities and all that. So, um, yeah, things didn't uh, go quite as we had planned in terms of how long we had been there, but nevertheless, we wanted to uh, come and just say a huge thank you uh, to you as a church. Um, we are, yeah, we are just, we are grateful uh, for you and your partnership. And as I thought about what to uh, share this morning, uh, these verses in Philippians came to mind. Uh, Philippians chapter 1, verses 1 to 6, where it says, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you, from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And so these, um, these verses came to mind uh, because that's, that's really what we want to convey to you as a church. It's just a huge thank you uh, for your partnership in the gospel, for your partnership uh, with Cass and I, 
uh, and the work at the Abundant Life Home. Uh, and we want you to know uh, that uh, the fruit that God brought over these past years uh, wouldn't have been possible without you and your partnership, uh, your partnership in the gospel. And so um, what that means is that in a little bit I'm going to share a few stories about some of the fruit that God brought. Uh, and what that, that means is that when we think about uh, the lives of the children at the Abundant Life Home and others, the fruit that God brought, you all played a part in that. Um, that you guys played a huge part in uh, the work that God is doing in Thailand. And so the first, first person I want to talk to you about uh, is named Paul. So this is Paul making the, the strange smile, uh, and then our youngest son, Finn. Uh, we first met Paul in 2017, uh, and uh, it was just kind of an instant connection between us and him, and between him and our, our kids. So Paul, um, he was born to a mom with, with HIV, and so he contracted HIV through his mom uh, at birth, and, and shortly after that, his mom passed away, uh, and so he spent the first about seven years of his life just in, in a home for, for HIV kids. Uh, we don't know a whole lot about what took place there. We get bits and pieces as he remembers. Uh, we know um, some of it wasn't, wasn't good, wasn't healthy, uh, but it was when he was about seven years old that he came to us at the Abundant Life Home. Um, so when we first met Paul, uh, the way the Abundant Life Home works is there, there's five houses on this big site, uh, and it's kind of a foster care system where we have a house, uh, ideally house parents, mom and a dad, but often it's just a house mom, uh, and she looks after uh, a number of uh, orphan kids in her, her care. It's kind of like a, a family, a foster family. So when we first met Paul, uh, he was in the boys' home, um, there was him and then four other boys all around the same age, and so not, not biological brothers, but they were, they were brothers. Um, and they had just had their house mom leave uh, very suddenly and traumatically. And so when we arrived, they had just found a new house mom who was uh, just a, a 20-year-old girl who had just had a baby herself. Um, and so you can... Um, you can just imagine this, this 20-year-old girl with a newborn, uh, all of a sudden taking care of these other five, um, you know, eight to, eight to 11-year-old boys um, who had just lost their, their house mom, whose house mom, their previous mom had just left. And so uh, it was a little bit of, it was, it was chaos. Um, there was a lot of acting out. Um, you can imagine every time something like this happens in these kids' lives. There's a lot of behavioral issues that, that come out and a lot of just pushing boundaries and uh, a lot of just struggling with attachment. Uh, so they had this new house mom. And then, so this was during our time where we spent about four or five months in Thailand just to discern if we were gonna be there long-term. Came back uh, to do some more fundraising and then shortly after we returned, that house mom herself left uh, ALH. They had a new uh, primary caregiver, then they left. And when we returned to Thailand in 2019, uh, returned full time, uh, Paul was 
onto about his fourth or fifth house mom. Uh, and so I want, I, just, I, wa- I want you to imagine for a little bit this, this boy who, whose mom had died shortly after birth, never knew who his father was, didn't know any of his biological family. Um, he had had three or four moms leave him. Um, I said that he was being raised with four other boys. At one point, all four of the other boys had, had left as well. Um, two of them we found extended family for, and so they went to live with, with grandparents uh, or aunts and uncles, that sort of thing, so a really good situation. One had to go to a different orphanage, uh, and then one was fostered out to a, a pastor about an hour away. He eventually came back, but um, so this, this boy had no biological family, had, a, had multiple primary caregivers just up and leave. All of his, his brothers that he was being raised with had left at one point. So he, he was struggling a lot. Uh, and then this, this next house mom, um, for whatever reason, there, there was just a lot of favoritism in the home and she, she did not like Paul. Um, and it was a struggle and eventually it culminated in this physical altercation between Paul and her and so we had to let her, her go. And at this point, um, nobody at the Abundant Life home felt that they could care for Paul anymore. There was just, there was too many behavioral issues. There was too much, um, too much going on. He was too difficult for, for the house moms. And so they, um, they were kind of done. They were at their limit. And so it was kind of a last ditch effort ourselves uh, and another missionary family. We started doing a lot of respite care uh, just to um, give this new, again, another new house mom, just to give her a chance to settle in with some of the other boys and not put everything on her at once. Um, and so throughout, throughout these years, you know, Paul had never known any biological family, had seen a couple of his brothers go to live with their grandparents, aunts, uncles, what have you, and he had been praying for some biological family of his own. Uh, and so eventually, uh, with the help of our, our director and the Office of Social Services, eventually they found out he had a grandmother uh, about an hour away. And so we were able to connect them, uh, and there was an uncle there as well, and so we got to spend time uh, with them. And through them, we found out he had a brother uh, a little further away, four or five hours away, and so we were able to connect with him, and Paul actually went and spent a few weeks with his brother and his girlfriend. Um, and you could just notice this, this, there was a huge shift in Paul's life uh, once we found some biological family and just like this, something settled in him, uh, just a, a deeper sense of belonging. And we found that uh, his, his relationship with Jesus just kind of took off. Um, and he, uh, he just, he wanted to follow God and God had answered his prayer, this, this desperate prayer he'd been praying for years uh, and he, he just wanted to, to follow Jesus. And probably the highlight of our entire time in Thailand took place about a week before we, we flew back uh, this summer when uh, a group of uh, mostly kids at ALH, but also um, well, actually Paul's current house mom, uh, were baptized. And Paul had asked me to go out in the ocean 
with him and with the pastor to be a part of this moment with him and to, to witness him. You know, they, they ask those questions about, uh, do you believe uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ? And, and, you know, a few questions. And just seeing his excitement to answer those and to be baptized uh, was a beautiful thing. Um, so it was a remarkable shift walking with Paul all these years. You know, from an eight, nine-year-old kid, now a teenager, um, seeing all this, this abandonment in his life uh, and loving him through it uh, to a point where we, we really did think that we were going to have to find a different orphanage for him because no one felt that they could care for him anymore. Uh, and then to see him today and him talking about uh, you know, joining with, uh, doing some stuff with YWAM and becoming a missionary one day, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to walk with a, a child through this. Uh, and I share that story um, because I want you to know that you all play a part in that. In the fruit that God brought in Paul's life, you all play a part in that through your, your partnership in the gospel. One other story, I'll tell this one a little bit quicker, but this is Rose. Um, we've probably, uh, we've been here a couple times now and I think we've, we've talked about Patia. Uh, so Patia is a city about an hour south of where we lived uh, and it is considered uh, one of the world capitals of sex trafficking. Um, it's, a, uh, it's, it's a disturbing place to, to go and visit because it's just it's all out there. Um, even though it's technically illegal within Thailand, it is, um, it is everywhere in Patia. So Rose, um, Rose lived there, she worked on the streets there, she sold drugs there, and social services was called one day uh, because her and her husband had a little boy who was in and out of the hospital, uh, and at this point was near death. Uh, so she had HIV, her boy had HIV, wasn't taking his medication, and, and yeah, was, was near death, and social services was called, they connected them with us, and so Rose, and her boy came to stay at the Abundant Life Home. So in addition to the orphanage, we also have a home, uh, we call it Project Standing Strong, where, uh, where a mom, often it's just a single mom with her kids wanting to get off the streets and they come and live with us for a little while on site, uh, get some Christian community, get some life skills, uh, we provide um, some uh, childcare so they can find a job and just get back on their feet. Uh, so Rose and her boy came and stayed with us. Her husband did not, wanted to stay in Patia. So Rose and her boy come and stay with us. And um, yeah, it, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to overstate just how, how sickly uh, her boy looked. Um, just listless and um, yeah, very, very unwell. Um, so as part of her, her work, we invited Rose to come and, and just clean our house. So she would come a couple days a week and, and clean our house. Uh, often she would bring her little boy and we'd connect with them. Uh, and uh, it, was, it was beautiful to see uh, her, her learn to, to parent, learn to love her kid, um, to see this boy become healthy and start taking his medication regularly, uh, to see her... Uh, commit to Jesus, and I had mentioned earlier uh, that Paul's 
current house mom was also baptized, so, so this is her. So she went you know, from the streets of Patia, um, boy almost dead, coming to ALH, becoming a house cleaner for a little while, now becoming a house mom for the boy's home uh, where her and her boy live, uh, Paul's new, new mom, uh, and she was also baptized that, uh, you know, a week before we left uh, in the ocean. And again, um, fruit like that, uh, you all play a part in. Okay? Your partnership in the gospel, your partnership with uh, the Abundant Life Home uh, leads to, to things like this and to the transformation that only God can do uh, in people's lives. And so we, we just want to say thank you. Uh, thank you for your partnership in the gospel. Thank you for your partnership with us and your partnership in, in Paul's life, in Rose's life. And, and I mean, I could tell um, many more stories of kids and um, adults at the Abundant Life Home that have just experienced this transformation that God brings. Uh, and you play a part in that. So thank you. And that brings me to that last verse. Um, that I, uh, that I read earlier. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Uh, this has been an important verse uh, for me uh, because as I said, things didn't work out as, as we had planned in Thailand. We had planned to be there a lot longer uh, and so there's part of us that is, is grieving and it's frustrated that things didn't work out. But we're also deeply encouraged that God has been living and moving and working among the Thai people uh, from the beginning. You know, God's work in Thailand didn't start when, when Cass and I moved there. It didn't start in 2001 when our teammates moved there. It didn't start decades before that when the first Christian missionaries came. God has always been present in Thailand and revealing himself to the people of Thailand and showing them his love. And it's, it's a beautiful privilege that we, whether it's in Thailand, whether it's in Swift Current, wherever it is, it's a beautiful privilege that God invites us to be a part of what he's doing, to be a part of his mission, to be a part of his, his work of bringing his, his kingdom of love to bear on the lives of people. Uh, it's a beautiful thing that we get to be a part of that. It's also a beautiful thing that we are not the be-all, end-all, and that God has always been there, and that God will continue to be there, uh, and that he's continuing to, to live and move and work and reveal himself in Thailand uh, among the people there. And so I, I get great hope from a verse like this, that just reminds us that God is the one who begins the work, and God is the one who will bring it to completion, and we all get to play a part in that. He invites us to, to be on the journey with him and to be a part of what he's doing, but he begins the work, and he will bring it to completion. And so as disappointing as it is for us to not be physically present in Thailand, uh, we get great hope from a verse like this, uh, and that, that promise. Uh, that our God continues to be at work. And now we get to be a part of his work in, in Osler and in that area, and we're learning to uh, just see what, uh, what God has for us here. But before I close, I wanted to 
Um, in addition to just saying thank you for your partnership with us and the work of the Abundant Life Home, uh, we want to invite continued partnership if it's something that uh, God puts on your heart. Uh, and so there's a few ways that you can do that. One is just to, to pray. I have a table set up in the back um, and there are, there's a number of things on it, but one of the things on it is little cards like this. So we had some prayer cards made up uh, of some of the kids uh, at the Abundant Life Home. Uh, we had to change their names, but um, these cards will give you a picture of the kid, a little bit of information, and a few things that you can be praying for. So we invite you to, to take some of those cards on the table, uh, put them on your fridge, wherever you want, and just, just be mindful of these, these kids uh, and be praying for them as they get this opportunity to, to live in this, this Christian community at the Abundant Life Home and from a young age come to know who, who God is. Um, so you can be praying for them. Uh, we also have some uh, cards for uh, the director, uh, the founders and directors of the orphanage who have been working with the past number of years, Ricky and Karen Sanchez, so they remain there. They're now with YWAM. Uh, and so there's some information in the back. You can be praying for them or even financially supporting them or uh, the orphanage. Uh, and the last thing, and we've been telling all our churches this, is that um, as a family, we know that we're, we're always going to be connected uh, with the Abundant Life Home. Uh, and one of the ways that we hope um, that connection uh, continues is that we want to, to lead trips there, and so as a church, if ever you are looking, or church or family or um, whatever, if you're looking for some sort of missions trip, um, a way to see what God is doing in a different part of the world, uh, we would love to connect you with the Abundant Life Home or even lead a team on a trip back there. Uh, there is no shortage of things to do uh, at ALH and uh, investing in the kids' lives, and they love having teams there. Uh, so we would love to be uh, a part of that uh, and just leading church teams, families, individuals back to Thailand to see what God is doing there. So uh, we just plant that seed with the, our churches and just say, just keep it in mind and if, um, you know, if that's something that stirs your heart, we would love to have more conversation about that. But uh, there are definitely ways to continue partnering with the work that God is doing there. Uh, so God, we just, we thank you. We thank you that you invite us into what you're doing, and we thank you uh, that you are the one who begins and begins works and brings it to completion. That we're not the be all end all, but we get to be part of what you're doing. Uh, so we thank you for the Abundant Life Home, the work you're doing there for the children, and I thank you for this church and their partnership in the gospel. Uh, whether it's here in Swift Current or around the world, we just thank you for their willingness to be a part of what you're doing and their desire to, uh, to share you and your love with the world. And so I pray uh, you would just bless them as a church. Uh, may they feel your presence intimately and may they continue to be inspired to just love the people around them and around the world. In your name, Jesus. Amen.
I think, to honor the work that Brad and Cassidy worked on for so long. We could dedicate some time to praying for that work, for praying for our missionaries. And even this last week, as I had a chance to go visit some of the different people in our church who are sick and shut in, to be able to bring them before God and to be able to remember them and pray for them, people who often feel forgotten. The missionaries in our church, it's easy to go through the routine of these services and to not think about everyday life for some of them just because they're people who aren't present. Be able to go sit with, with Harold and with Elsie and just see people who aren't present to show them love and care. So, if you want, you can bow with me. I'm going to take some of these different people that I'm thinking of to prayer and I'm just bring them before our Father in Heaven. So if you'd like to pray with me, just bow your head and let's pray. Father in Heaven, I want to thank you, Lord, for the people are part of this family who we love and care for, but we don't often see. I want to thank you, Lord, specifically for the missionaries that we love and support. I want to thank you for the work that Brad and Cassidy did, the people that they loved and the hearts that were changed. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for baptisms, for people who are committing their lives to you and to your family that the work that Brad and Cassidy started and the people they loved, Lord Jesus, watch over them. Watch over them, Lord Jesus, and would you lead them towards growth and towards spiritual fruit and a life that honors you. I pray for Rose and I pray for Paul, that you would draw them close to you, that even without their friends, Brad and Cassidy there, they would, they would know, Lord Jesus, your love personally and they would love you all the days of their lives. I pray for Brad and Cassidy and their family and their children as they get used to a new home and a new place to live. For a new elementary school and all those different things. Would you watch over Lord Jesus and take care of their family as they adjust to their life back here. Lord Jesus, I pray for our other missionaries. I thank you for the work that they do, whether it's in Panama, whether it's in Thailand or whether it's somewhere far away where it's not safe to be a Christian. I pray that you'd watch over the work that they do, Lord Jesus. Bless the work of their hands and the hearts that are changed by their love. Father, I'm thinking too this morning about those in our church family who are sick and shut in, people that we often don't see. And I pray that you'd extend love, Lord Jesus, and grace to them and comfort to them. Those who are in the care homes, those who are in the meadows, those who might have spent time in the hospital and just those who are at home. And it's not as easy to come participate as it once was. Lord Jesus, would you extend love to them and make them feel connected to this family. Would you rise up people, raise up people in this family to go love them, reach out to them, contact them, go sit with them. They are loved and not forgotten.
Father, we have so much to be thankful for. This, this family is just one of millions of church families around the world. Many of them are singing and worshiping right now and listening to the scripture being read right now, confessing and repenting of sin. Families all around the world. And I want to thank you for this family. Thank you for how you have knit us together. Thank you for how you have placed different spiritual gifts in this family. Thank you for the grandparents in this church that look after other people's grandkids. And thank you for the moms that love other moms and the dads that are reaching out supporting other dads. Thank you for the young adults who love the other young adults and pour love into them. Lord Jesus, thank you for those in our church family who are walking alongside and discipling other people, who are reaching out and caring for other people in our family. <laughs> we take it for granted, I know I do sometimes, that this family will always be here and this family will always look after us. But Father, I thank you that it's a privilege to be a part of this family. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would guide our hearts and minds to know how to love each other well and to be effective in loving each other. That would lead to healthy disciples that look outside of these doors and look at people all around our city. We're living a life, life without the hope that we have. Life without forgiveness and life, Lord Jesus, without freedom in you. Life that is attached and enslaved to their heart's desires and not to yours. Lord Jesus, would you reveal to us practical ways to be a light to people around us, to draw people to the gospel. Help us, Lord Jesus, not to be an inward-focused people. And Father, I wanna thank you that we can worship you, that more than just loving each other, we are here because you are the Holy One in heaven. You are the one seated on the throne, you are the one was resting from your complete work. You are the one transforming lives and drawing hearts to you. You are the one equipping by the Holy Spirit. And thank you, Father. That these worship services, Lord Jesus, and this church family is about you. It's about more than friends getting together to sing songs. It's about you. Help us to remember and honor that, Lord Jesus, and not forget that. And I want to thank you that we are having lunch together today as a family. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you bless that lunch, the people that make it for us, the people that serve, yeah, the people that have these incredible gifts of hospitality. I pray that this lunch would be a chance for us to connect with Brad and to connect with each other, for us to spend time visiting with people and caring for one another. Father, this morning, we just give you the honor and the glory that you're due. I know that these prayers and these songs, they're not enough. They're not enough. You're worthy of so much more than that. This is just the small gift that we bring to you and offer to you to say that we love you. It's a privilege to be part of your kingdom and to be loved and forgiven by you. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice on the cross and the forgiveness of sins. And if there's people, Lord Jesus, in our church family who've not experienced that forgiveness, I pray that they would humble themselves before you and receive that gift. 
and they would follow you and pursue you in a life of discipleship. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for all of these things. We worship you, we love you, and we pray all of these in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace this week. We'll see you down there for lunch. Thank you.